to start uh, just with a few scriptures about fear, because obviously, first things first, you have to establish what the word says about a particular subject. You cannot um, decide what, what, what to do about something without looking for instruction from the word. That's where we get our instruction. That's where we get our direction. So we're going to start obviously with, uh, with my favorite verse, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of soundness of mind. Hey, Anna, good to see you. Um, so right there off the bat, you know that, um, that fear is a spirit and it's not a spirit that comes from the Lord. And you know, it's interesting how it's a sound mind because your mind, um, fear is a liar. It sure is, isn't it? And you end up getting afraid about stuff that you, you shouldn't even be afraid of, but it, it causes you to think all kinds of things. Welcome from Pennsylvania to my Auntie Julia sound mind your mind and that's why you know the bible when it gives us instructions about being sober-minded um you know and 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 all of that you you have to understand why because your mind so easily plays tricks on you you know your spirit your spirit's in your gut it's in your belly it's not in your mind because your mind <laughs> goes all, anywhere and everywhere where it's not supposed to be hey jim good to see you let me just read sheba's question you think the initial fear. Well, you know what? I mean, listen, th think about this, Sheba. Why, why did Adam and Eve, once they sinned, and what happened? They were afraid. They had to cover themselves. They were afraid of getting in trouble. So it's like fear. The moment that sin came in, fear followed it. That's, a, that's actually a great point. That's what, where do you think fear started? It started right off the bat. The moment that sin came on the scene, fear came on the scene. There was no fear before. They weren't afraid of God before. They, they walked with him and talked with him in the cool of the day. That, that, that's what the Bible says. You know, then all of a sudden, the moment that sin came. So that's how you know. Fear was not part of um, the original plan. Fear is not something that's going to exist in heaven. Hey, Carol, glad you're here. You know, fear is something that, that came as a result of sin. So our minds, our minds are like that. I always reference that book from Joyce Meyer called Battlefield of the Mind. But it certainly is a battlefield because your thoughts will get you everywhere. You know, you're thinking about this. You're thinking about this. What about this? What about that? And, and your mind just, just completely overtakes. So that's why it says that God has given us power, love, and a sound mind. Because if our minds are not sound, forget it, right? I don't want to get stuck on this point because I'm going to get to it later. Another verse, Joshua 1.9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So first of all, what happens? God gives a command. Be strong and, and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Then what happens? He gives you a promise. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So when there's a command, there's a promise attached to obedience. That's how it works. Hebrews 13, 6. What can we say? Uh, we can say with confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Again, confidence. The Lord is my helper. You know, the, and, and, and we're going get, to get into confidence a little bit more later. 
But that is so important. You have to be confident in God and trust him. And, and you say to yourself, well, I've got God on my side. I don't have to worry about other people or their threats or what they're going to do. Because if you, if you start worrying about people, it affects what you do, doesn't it? Think about this. Think about a pastor who was afraid uh, of backlash uh, if he would have kept his church open, let's say. And he made a decision that he probably didn't feel right about, but he just, he, he, he didn't want to uh, um, have to face the pressure that would come with that decision. And so when you're worried or thinking about, and, and that, that's why there was no real conviction there. Because if you're going to allow yourself to be swayed by the fear of man, then you don't, there's not a conviction that you know you're doing the right thing. You must not know. You must not know. Psalm 56.3 When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So, yeah, there, there's tons of Bible verses about fear. Isn't it like 365, if, if I remember correctly? One for each day of the year. I think I've, I don't know. I mean, I haven't actually, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't actually gone through and counted. So I'm going to trust that that's true. <laughs> oh, man. You know, that I always like, I'm always careful with that. Because sometimes you hear things and it sounds good and you think it's right. And then it turns out it's not right. So I'm not sure. But I think it's right. Hey, Steph, welcome from Winnipeg. Um, and we're going to talk about that. That's true. It, 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 fear does paralyze you because it, it, it stops you from, you know, everything, logic goes out the window. Um, well, we're just getting started, Steph. Um, logic goes out the window. Um, you know, something that you said, okay, I'm never going to do this. And then suddenly it's like, well, you know what? You cave in. You do something that you probably wouldn't have done, like Sheba said before, that it, it, it causes you to make decisions that you can't change afterwards. So fear is a, it's a real problem. That's true. It is a limitation. It's a problem. Um, it can cause you to, to, to make bad decisions in your life and it, and it, it cripples you. You're not going to, you cannot enjoy life if you're fearful. It's not possible because you're always worrying about something else. What's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with this? I'm afraid of this. I'm worried about this. I don't know about this. What if this happens? That's what fear does as well. It causes you to think about things that they didn't even happen. And you're already thinking to yourself, what if this happens? What if that happens? So that Psalm that says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. You, I'll tell you right before I even get into my points, because uh, I have six of them. I know I normally don't have that many, but, but there are six good points if you're taking notes. But right off the bat, you have to make a decision. I'm all in with God. There's no plan B. There's no what if it doesn't work out. There's no safety net or, or, or whatever. It's like you're bungee jumping without a cord, except you'll be safe. <laughs> you know, there's no like default or fallback. It's you're all in with God. You're putting all your eggs in his basket, so to speak. You have to make that decision. Because if you waver, what does the Bible say about wavering? That a, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You, you have to, first and foremost, make that decision. I'm all in with God. I'm trusting him fully. Because that's the only solution. You're not, there's not going to be another solution. You're right, Sheba. They sure are. 
That's not the reason I decided to do this, but it comes at a very good time. I just felt in my spirit. I actually felt since, uh, probably since last week. Um, and they're never going to stop stirring stuff up. Um, I will never bungee jump, Joe. I'm, uh, <laughs> I like not like smashing my face into things. Uh, but anyways, I do not trust uh, a bungee cord, but I trust the Lord. <laughs> um, so, no, I, I will never do it. It's never going to happen. So, so she was right. Because the, you think, you let, let me ask you something. Do you think they were just going to leave us alone? D do you think that that was it? That, that it's like, well, we, you know, they, 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 they stopped for a bit. No, they'll never, ever stop. It's winter. What do you think happens in winter? Kids get colds and stuff. Water shock. But I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't have to be your kid. It shouldn't be. Because you have to, you have to realize this. Do not find yourself repeating the things and regurgitating the things that <laughs> I knew you were thinking that Sheba because that's exactly what I was thinking. Do not regurgitate the things that you hear out in the world. It's flu season or, or your friends every time of year, this time of year, you know, we always get, there's always a, something running through our household. People just regurgitate garbage. Why? Because it's winter. Fantastic point, Auntie Joe. I was thinking the exact same thing today. It, because, okay, because I, and I knew this would happen because now it's become a default. Well, we did it last winter. Let's just do it again. Um, I know Patrick, you know, it's like, they're a bit, um, you know, you, you always have to, that's why when the Bible says to be, to be, uh, um, shrewd as serpents, but gentle as doves. Wait, yeah, that's how it is. I thought, almost, I, thought I was going to mix them up. I thought I was going to be like shrewd as doves or, uh, or, uh, yeah, I got it right. Do not, you have to understand. And I, and I put this on my Twitter the other day because there was an article about how, and I don't want to like talk too much about this because the broadcast, you know, we don't want like any strikes on the broadcast, but, um, they had to throw away millions of vaccines because they had expired. Uh, because no one wants them. And I put on my Twitter, just because the enemy makes a plan, it doesn't mean it will come to pass. Stop assuming that everything they're planning is going to come to pass. We're not in the tribulation yet. The church is still here. I'm still here. Just by virtue of that alone. There's a lot of stuff they want to do. It's not time for that yet. And some of the stuff's going to sneak through, mostly because we let it. But they have a lot of stuff planned. Stop assuming. It's all because everybody's so doom and gloom all the time. Oh, that's it. Canada's broken. Canada's finished. I disagree. Because we just learned a couple weeks ago that that's certainly not the case. So I, I don't... So stop always speaking out everything that you hear. Oh, there's a kid sick in my classroom. That's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable that my kid's going to get it. Why do you speak that way? Then they will. If, if that's what you, if that's, if that's, um, if that's what you're going to say, then say it. Okay. You know, <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, the, also a good point. So that there are tax dollars in action. 
Um, but I, to be honest, that's <laughs> um, stu stuff that, that goes in the trash and not in my body is <laughs> money well spent. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, and again, I know how easy it is to constantly be just, you hear something and you kind of repeat it, maybe even without thinking, but give very careful thought to the words that are coming out of your mouth. Well, inflation, there is inflation already happening, but again, um, what do we know about the Lord? And, and I mean, even, I'm going to read a few verses about that tonight. Um, so let's, let's get going with point number one. So we're going to, I got my points from one of my favorite Psalms in Psalm, um, <laughs> the, it's true, Sheba. And you're right as usual, Steph. Um, well, the, the, see, see, the thing is either people are waiting to be told what to do or, um, they're kind of like, <sighs> Yeah, I think they're waiting to be told what to do. I think they want the government to tell them what they should do and then they'll start doing it. That, that's what I think. Or nobody cares anymore. So it's, it, I guess we'll see. Um, but don't worry. Well, the whole point of tonight. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry about that. Um, and stand your ground. People, people are going to start standing their ground a lot more because it's just getting, it's just ridiculous now. Uh, people are going to stand their ground. <laughs> well, they only polled like a thousand people. So I guess 70... So think about that. It was like a thousand or so people. So 70% of those thousand people, apparently. That's quite the sample size. Um, let's turn to Psalm 34, starting at verse 4. This psalm, one of my absolute favorites, and I got um, all of my points um, from, this, from this psalm. Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you, you his saints, for those who fear him will lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. You know when it says the lions grow weak and hungry, you would consider the lions to be the top of the food chain, wouldn't you? So there's going to be people at the top of the food chain who are going to go without, but the children of God will never lack anything. You could take that to the bank because that's what the word says. You could stand on that. And all the people that you think are all so high and mighty, they're going to be the ones that are in lack and we will never be. Number one, seek the Lord. What does verse four say? I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Seek the Lord. What does it mean to seek the Lord? Set your mind and heart on God, fixing our mind's attention and our heart's affection on God. It's a conscious choice. What are you fixated on? What are you focused on? And I'll give you some practical points. 
Um, when I wake up in the morning, what's the first thing I, I put on? Preaching. Faith-filled preaching. That's the first thing I put on. I don't put on news. I don't, like, I used to always listen to sports talk. I don't put that on. I put preaching on. So the first thing that fills my brain every morning is faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of Christ. So how is your faith going to get built up? By listening to the word. And you're here, 36 of you are here right now doing that very thing, having your faith built up because you're hearing the word of God preached. So you're, you, you, you've got it right. <laughs> that, that's the way to do it. Um, and listen, you, you're going to have to cut some things from your life. You might even have to cut some friends from your life who are super negative, who are dragging you down. You might have to cut that. You know, and I know that, that you're like, oh, I can't cut out my friends. Listen, if you're, if you're friends with somebody and just by talking to them, it exhausts you. And there is always, you know, the bad things that are happening. It's so negative. And, and you know, they're just regurgitating all the stuff they heard on the news. Well, did you hear about this? And, you know, I don't know how we're ever going to get out of this. You might have to cut ties. You might have to make a decision. I am not going to have something in my life that constantly brings me down. Yeah, I know a lot of people have had to do that. I, my circle is extremely small. There's like very, very few people that I allow close to me. Not because I don't love people. I love everybody. But I, I have to keep a watch over my mind and keep a watch over where my focus is. And if I know there's people that, that constantly bring, you, bring me down, they're not going to be close to me. Yeah, well, Jim, and I would, I would say, unfortunately, a lot of the times you're going to have unsafe friends or family that don't understand the hope that we have. So everything that they're going to say, it ends up feeling hopeless because they don't place their hope in everything. So, and that makes it difficult because of course you want to be there for, for your unsafe family, but, but it could be very difficult. Um, that's right, John. You cut that right off. And again, I'm not telling you, okay, please don't like run out and like tell all your friends. I can't speak to you anymore because Marcy said so. I think let's all use our, our, our godly wisdom and, and better judgment because I, I know that you know what I'm talking about. There, it doesn't mean that maybe you're talking to someone every day. And every day it's the same thing. And it's like, you can't, because if you want to have your, your, um, you're setting your mind on God, fixing your mind's attention on him, then there, there might be stuff that you're, <laughs> Steph, uh, there might be stuff that you're going to have to remove out of there. Steph, that is so something you would do, though, because you know how to get rid of toxic people, which I, I applaud you for, because a lot of people don't have the guts to do it. Hey, Lisa, good to see you. A lot of people don't have the guts to do that, and, they, and it brings them down. Um, and again, I'm not, obviously, there are people that we're, we're, we need to help and we need to look out for. So again, use your, your better wisdom and judgment. And it's not just people. The stuff you watch, the stuff you read, the stuff you listen to, the music you listen to, music has an effect on, on our souls. It really does. Music has a strong effect. If you're listening to depressing music and sad music, that's why I put a song of the week every week. Powerful, doctrinally sound music about victory. That's how, that's how your mind's going to be set in the, in the right place. Um, 
That's how your mind's going to be set in the right place. What are you listening to? What are you taking in with your ears? What are you taking in with your eyes? That's what you have to do. And you, it's, this is a, I can't tell you what to do. You have to go alone with the Lord. Decide, okay, this is what I need to cut. This is what I need to change. Because unfortunately, we allow so much in. And then we wonder, why am I worried all the time? Why am I afraid all the time? Well, what are you taking in? You know, there's an old uh, kid song. It goes, um, I want to make sure I get it right. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Um, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Um, you know, did I get it right? <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. Um, it. It's so, it's like, th those are like the window into your subconscious. And then we wonder, why do I have these bad thoughts? No kidding, you have bad thoughts. Stop reading that stuff. Stick to the word. Stick to, to books written by faith-filled people. You know, stick to, to <laughs> I did get it right. <laughs> you know, talk, talk, to, talk to, to encouraging people. I love all you guys that watch. Whenever you see, I see you on Sunday, you're always so happy. Um, you know, there's certain people that I, I can't wait to see them on a Sunday because I know they're always going to lift my spirits, which is like all of you guys who are watching. Um, you know, I get, I get uplifting messages. You know, there are some people who don't live here, like specifically like Rick and Loretta. They always send encouraging things. You, know, you have to know who to surround yourself with because unfortunately, a lot of the time, um, you know, we, we end up, it's our own fault, right? So seek the Lord. Luke 12, 31, seek the, that's right, Steph. I'm sorry, I forgot. You also don't live here. I was naming the people who don't live here who, uh, who send me messages. Um, and I appreciate you. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. God loves you. You think... People, people need to get a revelation of that right now. God the Father loves you. He wants to give you good things. And I appreciate those. You know, he takes delight in, in his children. And that's a big problem for people. They don't even think, um, that's great, Maria. I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, they think that God you know, either doesn't love them or wants them to suffer or wants them to have a hard time. That's not the Lord. He gives great happiness. It makes him happy. He loves, it's the same way, like, like the Bible says that even if you fathers who are evil know how to give good gifts, how much more does your father in heaven give good gifts to those who love him? Number one, seek the Lord. Number two, look to the Lord. What does it say? Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. I mean, that to me, um, that's a key. Their faces are radiant. You could tell, and I could spot them a mile away, where there's, when there's a person gripped by fear, uh, when there's a person um, who, who's, who has an oppression. I don't, I'm not saying possessed by a demon. I'm saying oppressed by a spirit of fear. I could see it on their face. Their faces are not radiant. They're not. It's like the weight of the world is on their shoulders. Look to, look to the Lord. What does it mean to look to the Lord? Know who he is and have devoted attention to him. Like I said off the end of the other point, God loves you. He wants to bless you. 
He wants to give you good things. He takes great happiness in giving you things. Just remember that. He's not trying to withhold things or to teach you a lesson or, you know, things still have to be hard or else your faith won't grow. Your faith doesn't grow because, uh, uh, because you're sick or that, that's, that's horrible doctrine. Your faith grows under the teaching of the word. And if, and if you need more faith, you say, Lord, increase my faith. I want to go to the next level of faith. So how do I get there? I get even more deeply into the word so that I know exactly who God is. Who are you looking to? We know a lot, a lot of things about a lot of people. You know, I, I don't have any friends who like Hollywood. I don't. But I used to have friends who like Hollywood. They know everything about what's going on with this couple. And they got divorced. And did you hear about them? And they named their kid Pineapple or, you know, all these things. Who cares? Know who God is. Know who God is. You know, you know what does the Bible say? That, the, that the, you, know, you have to know who he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. First Chronicles 16, 11, Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his faith always. Remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles, and the rulings he has given. Remember, agreed Steph, who God is. What has he done? You know, sometimes I, 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 um, I like to, to recall amazing things. You know, you know when people share testimonies or miracles? You, do you know why that happens? Because we can never forget what God has done, where he's brought us. Reflect. If you're, if you're feeling, you know, reflect, hey, oh man, I remember where I was before. I remember how I used to be. Look at where God has taken me. Look at where I am now. You know, I mean, I, I remember where I was. But look at what, remember, know who God is. Know what he's done for you. Have a devoted attention to him. Uh, the last verse was First Chronicles 16, verse 11 and 12. You know, we, we're, we're good at remembering things. We're great at learning things about people. Make number one about God. Then your spouse number two, but number one God. Know him. Read. He gave us everything we need to know. Everything we need to know is right here. And again, I'm speaking to the choir because you're sitting here on a Monday night watching me. Um which is what you need to do. And I'm not saying just to watch me, but to sit under the teaching of the word. So number two, look to him. Number three, call out to God. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. Call out to God. Make your request known. Speak it out of your mouth. Remember what Jesus said uh, to, to the blind man? What do you want me to do for you? Well, wasn't it obvious? No, what, tell me, what do you want me to do for you? If you're afraid, say, Lord, I'm afraid. Help me. I don't want to be afraid anymore. I don't want to live in this fear. And then you start saying the right things out of your mouth. And you confess who you are. You, you, you confess uh, uh, what God says about you. You're a child of God. You're made in his image. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. How can you be afraid if you're seated with Christ? 
Speak the things out of your mouth. Make your request known. You call to God. He hears you and he answers you. Don't keep your mouth shut. If you're going to, we are, <laughs> it's easy to open our mouths and speak out garbage. Open your mouth and speak to the Lord and say, Lord, listen. And he wants to hear from you. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? See, you guys are super encouraging. That's why I, that's why I keep you guys around. Psalm 17, 6, I call upon you for you will answer me. Oh God, incline your ear to me, hear my words. There's a confidence there. I call upon you and you will answer me. Exactly, Steph. Call out to God. Tell him what you need. Tell him, oh, well, you know, God knows our hearts. Yeah, but he wants to hear from you. I mean, if you're, <laughs> if you're dating someone, that's a great psalm. Man, everything, it's all about, the psalms are amazing. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. If you're dating someone <laughs> and they say for the first time, they tell you they love you and you don't say anything back. And then they're like, you didn't say anything back. And it's like, well, you know, my heart, no good, <laughs> bad, bad idea. You have to speak it out of your mouth. Call out to God. Let him know. He, he loves to hear from you. Because as we've learned before, he loves you. He takes great delight in you and great happiness in giving things to you. Call out to him. <laughs> oh, Steph, you read my mind. Of course, that's what I was thinking of. I'm hungry. Let's get something to eat. <laughs> oh, dear. We keep it light here. Um, <laughs> make your requests known. <laughs> oh my goodness. You guys are the best. I love how you read my mind. And again, God, God, God could read your mind too, but he let him know because you have cake, Lewis leftover. How happy belated birthday, Lewis, by the way. Oh, and it's Stella's birthday today. Happy birthday, Stella. Um, did it say this man, you know, thought good thoughts and the Lord heard him. No, called and the Lord heard him. So number three, call out to God. Number four, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Trust in him, experience him, put your money where your mouth is. Taste and see. You know, <laughs> What does it say in verse seven? That the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Verse eight, taste and see that the Lord is good. He, we know that the Lord is good. Trust him. You know, it's like I was saying earlier, this point, I kind of touched on it a little bit before. So, so I'll go to the next one, but you know, we, we, we need to trust God, put all your eggs in God's basket and he cannot fail you. It's impossible for him to fail. It's not in his nature to fail. You know, he says of himself, I am the Lord God and I change not. So every single promise that you see, you can taste and see that, trust him, try it and experience, and it will come to pass. 
You can be sure of that. Look what Psalm 112 says at verse 6. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast. What? Trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. They will be remembered forever. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Trust him. You, he can't fail. There's no chance. It's not possible. If he made a promise, he will keep it. Like it says in Numbers, that God's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that would change his mind. So number four, taste and see that the Lord is good. Number five, take refuge in him. Take refuge in him. The continuation of verse eight, blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. You'll be blessed if you take refuge in the Lord. What does it mean to take refuge? Believe in God's promises regardless of what we see. Think about this. If it's raining outside and, and you, you don't have an umbrella, so you're like trying to get shelter from the rain and you run into your house and close the door. How do you feel? You feel, ah, okay, I'm protected from the elements now. You're not wondering, man, I wonder if my house is going to keep the rain out. I'm not 100% sure. I, I, I'm a little worried. No, you walk in, you close the door. You're good. Take refuge in the Lord. There's a confidence that you have when you walk into your house made by man, some of them not made all that well, that you're going to be protected from the elements. Have that same trust that you, you, you ha- take refuge in the Lord, believe in him regardless of what you're seeing. Because a lot of times what you're seeing is, is what's going to mess with your head. Oh, look at all the people who are sick. Okay, that doesn't have to be you. Why are you joining in the chorus of all the other people? They're not trusting in the Lord. Take refuge in the Lord. Have confidence that you will be protected when you take refuge. He's your strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Psalm 5 verse 11. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. When you take refuge in the Lord, you're glad. You're singing for joy. You're happy. It's just like, um, uh, you know, you're happy when you get into the... Is there any better feeling that when you're, it's raining and you finally get into shelter? You're happy about it. At least I am because I hate the rain. You know. You, let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them. That those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord... You bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as a shield. I like that, Maria. Don't ride the fear train. It's true. Because what you see, it doesn't matter what you see. Faith is not, is not about what you see. That's not what, that's not what it is. You, you have to believe what the word says, regardless of what you might be seeing and regardless of what you might be feeling. Feelings don't dictate what the word says. Oh, I, I you know, if, if someone, someone says to you, you know, I'm not feeling well. Why are you, <laughs> again, and then listen, I want, I want to make something clear. I'm not saying to, 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 um, to like 
pretend something's not there. We're not Christian scientists. That's, that's not what it is. But the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Not the weak say, yeah, I'm feeling real weak today. Or, and they're not saying, oh, I, I'm not weak. No, they're saying, I am strong. You're confessing what God says, regardless of how you might feel in that current moment. Because if you're constantly confessing what you're feeling, you know, you're not going to, it's not going to make you feel good. When the weak say, I am strong, it's like it, it gives you a, a, a strength to carry on, to continue on. Let all of them who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Faith over feelings all the time. You don't feel well? Okay. What does the word say about sickness? Someone you know isn't well? What's, what's, what does the word say to do about it? Feel? Exactly. <laughs> no, Maria, we are not 10. Unless there's a 10-year-old watching, which we love you. Um, but yeah, you, we grow, you have to grow out of that. Feelings are ever-changing. Um, and, and you know what happens? Like I was saying in one of the earlier points, your feelings are often dictated by what you're listening to. It changes your mood. You know, there was a, 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 um, a genre of music that when I was like late teens, it was called emo, which was short for emotional. And it, and it was basically like the most depressing I mean, you could be in a good mood and listen to one of these songs and then suddenly you want to wear all black and, and, and paint your, your, put like black dark makeup on and put a hood over your head and just like, you know, that, that's what it makes you do, you know, that's right. Several times in the word, it talks about anointing with oil. What did the, what did he tell the disciples to do? Go pray for the sick and anoint them with oil. We have instruction from the word. We know exactly what to do. You know, believe that you have received it, regardless of what you might see and regardless of what you might feel in that moment. It's true, Sheba, exactly. No, they're not the same stuff. It's not the same lyrics. Um, because they're just, it's all about depressing. And then you wonder why, why kids are, end up being suicidal because they're just feeding their minds with all, and it changes how, it changes your complete mood. If you listen to a joy-filled victory song, it changes your mood. You listen to a song about, you know, about uh, um, all these, all the horrible things that happen to somebody, you're going to be like, oh, now I feel kind of bummed out. Feelings are swayed every which way. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. Take refuge in him, not in your feelings and not in what you see. Olive oil. It actually specifically says olive oil in the Bible. Number five, take refuge in the Lord. Number six, last point, fear the Lord. Number nine says, exact, sorry, number nine, verse nine. <laughs> exactly, Steph. Fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. What's the fear of the Lord? It's not being afraid of him. It's having reverence for him, being in awe of him, obeying and submitting to him. You love what he loves and you hate what he hates. God loves souls and he hates sin. 
you you have a, a, a reverent awe for God. You don't take him for granted. You don't take his presence for granted. You don't, you don't treat that which is holy as if it's common. You have reverence for the Lord and he loves people and he hates sin. Psalm 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. That's how you end up. I mean, what is, again, what does it say? Fear the Lord. Those who fear him lack nothing. You worried about inflation? You worried about, fear the Lord. Find out, and I already told you, he loves souls and he hates sin. Get on board with what is happening in the world right now for the kingdom of God. That's how, um, you know, that, that's how you're going to live free from fear and overcome because you're too busy in reverence of the Lord and you're too busy hooking up your life with what's happening for the kingdom of God on, on this earth. You don't have time. You know, who was, when, uh, uh, when we had the revival services, who had time to be afraid of everything? We were in church like eight hours a day. Who has time? I got home at night and I just like collapsed in bed. You know, when you hook up with the things of the Lord, and it doesn't mean that you have to go to church twice a day. I told you in the beginning, put, put on preaching. Find out what the men and women of God are doing right now and hook yourselves in with that. I know it sounds like I'm taking an offering, but I don't take offerings. Hook yourself in with that. Find out, why well, I say find out what God loves. He loves souls. He loves seeing people being saved. What did I read in that earlier scripture? He takes great happiness in giving people, giving to people. So have a, a holy, healthy fear of the Lord. Not that you're afraid of him. Not that you're afraid that he's going to strike you down. Oh, uh, you know, I said a lie. Uh, if I go into church, he's going to strike me with lightning. Not, not that kind of fear, but an, an, a reverence, a holy reverence. You know how people act when they're around the royal family who I don't like? People like roll out the red carpet for these. They're just people. Who are they? They're people who happen to come from a particular bloodline. Guess what? You're from a particular bloodline too. And an even better one. You're a royal priesthood. You're a child of the most high God. Jesus is your elder brother. That's a better bloodline than any of those people who live in, uh, what's the, Buckingham Palace. No offense to them. Well, whatever. You know, we, 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 we treat them like they're, uh, like they're gods, right? You know, and it, I, I saw, I was watching a movie yesterday, a Hallmark movie. It was called the Royal Nanny. It's exactly what you think it would be. And so there was one point where, uh, uh the Royal Nanny took the, the two kids to, to buy a gift for their mom. And you know what they did just to be, to keep the kids safe? The store closed down for an hour so that the, the kids could shop without anybody else there. That's what they do for the royal family. And that, that's, I know that's a movie, but, but that's how it is in real life. <laughs> hey, Mary Ellen. <laughs> that's what, that's what ha happens in real life. It was a cute movie. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but the nanny and the prince ended up together. Um, <laughs> Sorry if I spoiled, um, oh man, I'm sorry, Ro, I spoiled it for you. Um, they didn't get together, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. 
So there has to be. A, you watched it last night, Lynn. <laughs> it was cute. It was good. Um, you know, you <laughs> have that kind of reverence for the Lord. You know, that you treat him in a reverent way that he needs to be treated. Not that you roll into church looking like you just got out of bed, not caring about anything, not giving any reverence to the word. Fear the Lord and you'll lack no good thing. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sheba, they all end the same. Mary Ellen, I'm sure you saw that one like a million times because they're literally all the same. God loves souls and he hates sin. One key way to overcoming, remove sin from your life. If you're watching this broadcast tonight and you don't know Jesus, you've never made a decision to follow him. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord, you will be saved. You need to live a life free from sin. Because God hates sin, but he loves you. So if you're thinking to yourself, man, I did too much bad stuff. God, God will forgive that, wash it away. All you have to do is repent of, of that sin and come into right relationship. So if you're watching this and you've, you, don't, you can't identify a time that you've made a decision to follow Christ and you don't know if, if the world was to end tomorrow, you don't know whether you'd be in heaven or hell. And those are two real places. The Bible talks about it. Pray this prayer out of your mouth. The, Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father. That's why we speak it out loud and we don't just think it. So say this prayer. Say, Father, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die and rise again for me. Right now, I confess of my sins and all my wrongdoing. I believe in my heart that you rose Jesus from the dead and I believe and accept that he is Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, that I am now saved in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, message this account, message me because we want to hear from you. Um, now, in keeping with this topic, and this was not planned because I didn't know this was going to happen today. At the beginning of this year, um, during the time of prayer and fasting, you know, I, I, I'm a writer. I love to write. Um, I used to be a journalist. I used to write sports articles. Um, did, I went on the news, did our, uh, interviews and stuff like that. So I was all in. But I made a decision that writing was a gift from the Lord. And I wanted to use it to benefit people and, and to use it for the kingdom of God. And so I was working on writing a book. And in the beginning of this year in prayer and fasting, um, I felt that I needed to, to, to make sure that this book was finished before the end of the year. So before the end of, of 2022. And this morning, um, I opened the, the front door. to I had to go out somewhere and there was a package on the floor. And, uh, and it was the very, very first copy of my book, fresh, hot off the presses. Um, and I know it's probably going to be backwards when you look at it, but here's my book. The title of the book is Victory Over Fear, Sickness, and Defeat, Confessing God's Promises in Every Situation. This is the book. It's 
it's about it's not the biggest book but it's 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 good um you could read this you know you don't have to worry about it's not like some giant book um <laughs> it's not some giant book that um that you'll never be able to finish this this is this is doable it's readable um now obviously I wasn't planning to, to release this today because it literally like they literally just sent it to me. So I don't have all the information of, of where to purchase it from. But if you want a copy, I will most likely be, um, I assume the best way to do it is to get it into the bookstore at church. If you don't live here, um, you, you will be able to, to order it online soon. But they sent me this, this advanced copy so that I could approve it. Uh, make sure that it's all good and then we go to the next step so um i will let you guys know i will post on um of course you can get it autographed um i will post it on my instagram with the information of how to purchase it so if you're interested let me know um and i will i will order some copies um i, I will autograph it if, pe if people really want it autographed i will do that but here's the thing this is um you guys are super supportive. I love you all. I actually gave you a shout out. I gave you a shout out. Um, Mondays with Marcy. My, I, I, you're in here because you guys mean a lot to me. Um, you should be able to order it on Amazon. I don't know if it's up there yet, but I will let you guys know. Um, <laughs> I'm glad. Well, you guys are you guys are great. Um, it's funny because the publisher was concerned. He's like, do, do you have like a, a, an audience? I'm like, I do have an audience. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, don't worry. The book's going to get out. Um, this is, I, I have a feeling that there will be people who buy this to support me. And I super appreciate that. But this book is going to help you as well. So don't just buy it and then like put it down and never read it. What we talked about tonight. Uh, can you pick it up at Costco? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, there's actually no llamas in this book, and I didn't thank them either. I know I I, um, I should have I should have thanked them in the acknowledgments. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you guys are super nice. Like I said, this is um, this is hot off the press, so this is like I probably should have waited to told, tell you guys until I knew where to buy it, but I was really excited. Um, so I will, um, yeah, it will be available on Amazon. It isn't yet, but it will be because I had to send my approval. Um, hang on. Let me just get, I want to show you like a comparison of size if it helps. Um, just in case you're like wondering how long is this going to take to read? So this is healing the sick that we all got for free and this is mine. So there it's probably about, uh, I guess like half. So if you want to know like a comparison about how big it is, um, <laughs> there should have been a picture, but yeah, so I will let you guys know as soon as I know, um, exactly how, um, to order this, how to purchase it. But like I said, I would, I will most likely be getting copies in the bookstore at church, but obviously not everyone watching lives in Montreal. So there will be a way to order it online. 